This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single show. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is... When people you love do weird shit. Sometimes they do weird shit. We're going to talk about it. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why you might feel sore after sex, and six resolutions to improve your relationship, because it's never too late to start those resolutions. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who's wondering if it's fair for her girlfriend with debt to ask her to merge their finances, and another person wondering if it's normal to kiss your sister on the lips. We're going to talk about that. Oh. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? Um, so... You know, I've talked about this before in the podcast, but pretty much since the time I started dating Ian, which at this point is almost six years ago, wow, uh, he has had insomnia, and I maintain it has nothing to do with me. But regardless, coincidentally, around the time we met, this started. So Ian oh, hasn't God. had like a full night's sleep in almost six years, uh, and he's starting to lose his mind a little bit. And we've tried everything. We have tried. He's tried like every sleeping pill. He has tried CBD and vaping and whatever and like stuff works but for a short period of time and, then... and he's tried the like don't look at your phone oh, and yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. any lights and blackout curtains and all that yes yeah, so all that because um, I send you any article that I read on insomnia I send to Angela and my mom actually got him Ariana Huffington wrote a book about sleep so she got him that for Hanukkah he's gonna dig right into that everyone in his life knows about his sleeping problems yes. Um, and in fact, Laura was kind enough. We had a, not a sponsor, but like a, a like a public, I still get emails from publicists sometimes from my magazine days, even though I'm no longer at a magazine, I get emails from publicists that are pitching me stuff for holiday roundups. Yes. Even though I have not worked at a magazine full time since 2015, <laughs> I still get these emails. I'm still on the list. Uh, but they're always like very random lists. Anyways. So she was pitching these these lights that are supposed to help your mood and they're supposed to help with improved sleep-wake cycles, reduce stress, improve mood, like I said, uh, minimize eye strain, increase focus, energy, alertness, like all good things you would want. They're called mm-hmm. Brilli, B-R-I-L-L-I. Um, so she was pitching me these and I immediately thought of Angela and said, Angela, uh, I'm. I never really respond to these publicists that because I, I just can't help that much. But I do have a podcast. That's a platform. It's not People Magazine anymore. But right. I, I wrote to her. I said I have a podcast. If you want to send me the light bulbs, I'll send them to Angela. And if she wants to try them out, then we'll talk about it. Sure. You wouldn't think we would find a way to talk about light bulbs on a dating podcast, <laughs> but lucky for but them. When, when your boyfriend or fiance doesn't sleep, it affects your relationship big time. It really does. So I was like, all right, this actually might be a good fit. So, you know, one out of the million emails that I received from publicists pitching me shit that I can't help anybody with. I was like, send me some light bulbs. I'll see what I can do. Um, so yeah, we're trying them. They sent us two different kinds of the charge up and the wind down. We're pretty good at charging up on our own, but the wind down is what I'm excited about seeing how it works. We put it in our bedroom. Um, so like, I think it will take some time to actually see the effects of like, um, if it's working or not for Ian. But one thing that I have found recently that is hilarious is that despite all of his sleeping problems, you know, we're putting special friggin' light bulbs in the bedroom. We aren't allowed to have a clock because seeing the time gives him anxiety, all these things. See, not seeing the time would give me anxiety. Well, I think it's like, because then you wake up and you're like, I've only slept for this many hours. So yeah. if See, you I eliminate like to know. the clock. I like to know. I want to know how many hours I've slept. I got to try to hit that eight, the eight hours, you know? Well, so the other night I go to bed before him. I was in bed. All of a sudden I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and I hear like explosions and gunshots and people screaming. I run out in like a cold sweat into the, the living room. Ian is passed out, dead asleep, watching the movie Taxi Driver. Like And that <laughs> put him to sleep. So Explain. I was like, maybe this is this is your thing. You just need to watch really violent, horrible movies. And he was sleeping like a baby. 
They were like shooting up a brothel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like, all right. So, you know, maybe he doesn't even need light bulbs or blackout curtains. He just needs right. to watch the most violent movies that you can find. But who knows? Maybe it was the combination of the light bulb and the violence that made him sleep like a baby. Possibly. Possibly. But, you know, you can't help to try everything you can, throw everything at him, you know, get the charge up light bulbs and the wind down ones and yeah. put them all around your house. Mix with the violent movies. You'll be set. Right. He'll be set. I'll yeah. probably be a bit on edge, but at least <laughs> I'll be able to charge up in the morning. Exactly. Um, what's going on in your week? I mean, it's not really my week. It's somebody else's week, but Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson are dating. I know. Okay. So I, since I stopped working at Celebrity Magazines, I kind of needed to detox from celebrity news for a long time because for so long it controlled my life working at every weekly that I could and interviewing celebrities and needing to know every single second something was happening. Like the other day, Cameron Diaz had a kid and named yes. it Radix. Yes. Ra- Rad for short, which is, you know, my husband's last name uh, or his art name, I guess. So now but, you, you can't use that. I name. got a lot of texts be- from people saying, uh, Cameron Diaz had a baby uh, named it Rad. And I was like, what? And I was just so happy that I didn't need to know this news. <laughs> But I was also so interested. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need to check some celebrity news every now and then because I'm I'm interested. And and uh, and if I hadn't, I wouldn't have known that Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson are dating. And I'm so excited about this. I just think this is a great couple. I've interviewed him before. My sister has ran into uh, Rachel Bilson before when she was visiting New York. I I just love this like quirky couple. And I don't really yes. think of her as quirky, but, no. but she kind of is. I was surprised. She's a bombshell, but when you really think about it, she's kind of quirky, like a quirky bombshell. What blew my mind is that they're actually only two years apart in age. Right. Or like three years, because I, I was like, oh my God, he's dating like a, this young... Right. And I was like, no, she's like 37. We still think of her as like OC Rachel Bilson, but totally. she's, she's a grown up lady now. Yep. With her own kid. He's got three kids. Like, I love this. She said it's been hard in dating as a single mom. He obviously understands you know, and has his own children. How do you feel about this couple? Um, Well, I am very attracted to Bill Hader. I think that there aren't, there isn't a lot of overlap in the men that you and I are attracted to, I think, but we would fight over Bill Hader. A hundred percent, He might be in the center of like our Venn diagram. Well, I always go for the sexy nerd. So I think you actually would be kind of surprised to know that we have more of a crossover, I think, than you would think. You, I think maybe in your head, because you know who I've hooked up with before I had my husband, <laughs> Me- <laughs> and, and it doesn't always speak to my necessary my my necessarily my taste. That right, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that I just like you know ripped. But I don't know if you always dudes. like the guys that I like. No, right. No, I think, but I do think there's a lot of crossover in our Venn diagram. I think that you know, yeah, like our extremes are very opposite ends of the spectrum. But then, yes, it gets closer and closer. And somewhere in the middle, it hits Bill Hader. That's accurate. And very into Bill Hader. Um, I'm a little jealous. So, uh, but like, you know, I want him to be happy. And if, uh, since I'm taken, I guess I'm okay with him being with Rachel Bilson. Otherwise, you would have had a chance. Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. That's what's been going on in my world is I've been, you know, I, I, I took a dip back into checking out what's going on with celebrities and so much and it made me just want to find out more if if every time i check people like bill Hader are going to be you know dating somebody cool like rachel bilson and rachel bilson is going to be cool dating someone like funny bill Hader. I, I need to check my celebrity news a lot more yeah i uh, i know more about celebrity news than i wish i like i wish i didn't know as much as i do but i just sort of i accidentally subscribed I get like emails in my inbox now from some celebrity gossip website. I don't even remember which one it is. I did it by accident. And so now every time I check my email, I'm like, oh, Bill Hader. There you go. (laughs) So maybe you should do that. I will. I'm going to try it. All right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. That's right. Coors Light is sponsoring our podcast. Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 
when I think of Coors Light, I just think about like being at like a friend's house and like watching something, some like I don't know, some sports with the guys. I don't. I lived in a I lived in a frat house in college. Did you know this about me? I you've mentioned it before, but that is a wild fun fact. Yeah. Well, people were like, "How did you live in a frat house?" Well, in the summer, the frat house wanted to make money, so they would open it up to girls. And of course, they did. And like, it just it was so fun. I like I don't know. I loved being like one of the guys. Yeah, it was cool. Drinking a Coors. Drinking a Coors <laughs> being one of the guys. I mean, girls can drink Coors too, but like sure. also like Coors Light because it's light. But I don't know. It just like reminds – it's like I have like nostalgic happy memories when I think of a Coors Light. Yeah. Um. So these days everything is go, go, go. Nonstop hustle has taken over. And that's kind of a lot. There's work, friends, family, and a million pressing social is- issues and an expectation to be on all the time. The pace of things is wearing you down. Take a moment. Pause refresh yourself you need a moment to turn off for a little bit mindlessly scroll online go on instagram look at everybody's stories crack open a beer yeah but it's good when you're like going and looking at people's stories just don't drunk comment no yes don't have slippery thumbs yeah no i mean they have like a note here it says note from legal need to include celebrate responsibly and coors brewing company golden colorado within each read so right. cel- I think that just means like celebrate responsibly, like as in don't drink and drive. But but also that don't, should be obvious. Don't text. Don't drink and text. Don't drink and text. Don't drink Scroll and, and caption. <laughs> don't, don't don't drink and comment. Don't combine any of those things. Don't drive and text. Like all those things. Do them separately. Celebrate Isolate responsibly them. means like all of this stuff. Yes. So when you choose to turn off. Reach for the one beer that's made to chill. Chill, chill, and just be chill. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment of chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Okay, um, so Self, um, the like kind of health and wellness website, they had a... And aren't they a magazine too? Yes, I, I read this online, but there this story was six reasons your vagina feels sore after sex and what to do about it. And this is by Lindsay Lanquist. Is this a problem you've been experiencing? Is this why you clicked on it or did it just interest you for other people? No. So it was perfect timing. This is actually, you know how I just said that I get like these celebrity emails. So I basically I entered a contest for like that was raffling off kitchenware. I don't see you as a contest entering person. My it sister was- enters like 20 contests a day. I don't see that as something that you I do. do not. Okay, you know what it was? It was our sponsor, O-Rate, the gold thing, like which I really like. They had a thing through the their website. The gold thing, the jewelry? Jewelry? The, <laughs> you know, gold, the gold thing. The gold thing. The gold things that you put on your body. Gold jewelry. Jewel, um, the jewelry website? Yes, I know who you're talking um, about. So they had a thing, and like I really like their brand, and it was like a bundle where you could win like more of the jewelry and like kitchenware, whatever. Wow, it's like I don't even know you. I know. I fell for it. But now I get these emails from like self, and I get emails this from is this why celebrity gossip. You thing. never enter contests, because part of the contest now is you have to follow this person on Instagram, this person on Instagram, you have to give like 10 companies your email so they can b- bombard you with shit and then you've got to unsubscribe. It's a whole mess. I know. You're and not I didn't gonna win. win. I didn't win. You're not going to win. It's just never worth it. But I did. I won in the sense that I found this article in my inbox and it was timely because even though I don't have this problem, I have a friend who recently started dating a man with huge penis and they are figuring out how to have sex. They don't have sex that often. They they do other things, but they don't really have vaginal sex that often because it is so painful. So do you even need this article for her? It's six reasons your vagina feels sore after sex. Hers is pretty obvious. She's dating ma- a man but with they have tips. too big of a dick. So they have tips. And I felt pretty good about myself as a dating, <laughs> you know, I have a podcast, obviously, so I'm a dating expert. Um, and my immediate advice to her was loop. You got to lube it up. And that is one of the, that That's kind of number is the, one. That is like the running theme of all these things. Okay. So I will tell you guys, let's, yeah. let's run it down. Let's run it down quickly. Six reasons. Okay. Number one, there wasn't enough lubrication, obviously, like maybe you weren't making enough natural lubrication. So you need to add a little of, uh, your outside third party lube. Which isn't your fault. I, I think I always use something. Oh yeah, it's totally. They say it right, just makes it more enjoyable. Even if you, even if you're super whatever wet, which this this just sounds gross, but um, it can't hurt to be more wet. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> use more. It's better. But yeah, and they said like there's lots of reasons why you might not be producing natural lubrication. It's like age, birth control, some medications can affect it. So yeah, 
Not your fault. Um, number two, your partner is seriously well endowed. This is my friend's issue. So they said if the if your partner's dick or if they're using a dildo, or whatever is hitting your cervix, it can feel as painful as menstrual cramps. So in the immediate right after to feel better, they suggested a warm bath, a heating pad, or over-the-counter pain relievers. Oh my god! Remember if you have to be like, I need to take a Tylenol <laughs> or Motrin after your sex. So Hold on, I have I have to heat my vagina. <laughs> That's so. It's like, is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Listen, if you love the person, the the dick comes with it sometimes. But in the future, so that's like the immediate way to treat it. But in the future, they said foreplay because foreplay will help expand your vagina. Like once oh, you get, get I didn't you know in it the mood. Expands it. Yeah, your vagina starts to open up, and then more lube. And they said positions where the person with the vagina is in control. So girl on top is great. But you yeah, should- if I do like where you're like bent over, it goes in. Too, like so deep it can be really painful for yeah me. they said to avoid doggy style because you're not in control not in control and i really think it just goes in deeper yeah but it's a straight that's shot how, that's how i got pregnant <laughs> so gotta do it sometimes <laughs> yes sometimes um yeah and they said anything where your legs are in the air um and also go slow and communicate some other stuff uh if the sex you had was super rough or fast, again, use lube, use foreplay, start gently and slowly, then transition into rougher, faster sex if that's what you're into. Um, maybe you're sensitive to latex. This is a thing. Talk to your gyno and consider switching from latex to maybe polyurethane condoms, although Self did point out that polyurethane condoms um, are non-latex and they help prevent disease and pregnancy, but they have higher slippage and breakage rates than latex condoms. So definitely talk to your gynecologist. Um, You might have an infection. That could be why it hurts. So again, go to your doctor. You can get a prescription. In the future, use a condom. Always pee after sex. That decreases your risk of UTI. I always always pee after sex. I always pee after sex. Like You're supposed to pee before and after sex. I mean, sex is not fun if you have a big full bladder, but you have to (laughs) pee before and after to try to avoid UTIs because it kind of washes out the... Mm -hmm. From what I understand, I'm not a doctor, but I'm somebody who had, you know, a lot of issues with UTIs for, for years. And peeing has helped, right? Peeing has helped. And I take a cranberry pill called Allura. Oh. You can get it on Amazon. But uh, yeah, I had a doctor that recommended that instead oh. of instead of antibiotics, which I always try to avoid. There you go. Um, and finally, you might have a medical condition if you're frequently in pain after sex. It could be any number of things. There's endometriosis. Oh God. Let's not scare people. Uh, but yeah, it's probably one of like one through five. But again, for for if you're experiencing pain and you don't know why, you should always talk to your guy now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to be like, you have pelvic inflammatory disease. Like people are like, oh God. But <laughs> if all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're with the same partner, you've been doing everything the same and you have pain, then yes, you know, it, yeah. it could be something you definitely want to go talk about. Yeah, and you shouldn't just like live in pain. It could there could be a, a very treatable reason. I also want to throw out from doing a lot of research, uh, going to a pelvic floor therapist. Like yes. if you go to your gynecologist and they say everything's fine, there's no medical reason for this. Um, talk to a pelvic floor therapist because there are certain stretches you can do, and a lot of pe- this is a problem for a lot of people. We've had people write in about how they have pain when they have sex, and uh, you shouldn't have to live with that and there are things that you can do so don't feel like you've ran out of hope yes all right want to know what i've been reading yeah i've been reading the huffington post uh you know it's a month or so after new year's but i feel like it's never too late to do those resolutions and this article caught my eye it's resolutions that will improve your relationship so we've talked a lot about resolutions for ourselves but Mm -hmm. i like that this was uh resolutions for your relationship so i figured i'd talk about them this is written by kelsey bornson Number one, put limits on your phone use. So it's a, she basically says everybody can benefit from a little less phone time. And I noticed this too. You know, I went on a date night with Nick the other the other night and I had been busy all day with Rilo. It was Friday, which, are, which is like my day with him. So I just, I don't want to be on the phone when I'm with Rilo because I want to be present. So then I go on this date night with Nick and we're on the subway and we're kind of just in like comfortable silence. But I'm like, okay, this is like a good time to 
catch up on some articles that I have opened that I haven't gotten to read all day. And uh-huh. I've been like very into the Nissan founder that like escaped from Japan, like movie style. Have you been following I, this I story? don't know this story. Oh my God. It's like fascinating. He like escaped to Lebanon and like, like some dark forces were at work. Anyways, uh, so I was like reading that story and then I immediately could tell Nick was like kind of annoyed that I was on my phone while, the, while it, you know, we had just been, you know, he had been gone all day. This is like our, we're traveling to go see a play together. So I was like, fuck, okay. Um, I really want to read this article and we don't really have, we're just in comfortable silence. So would I, I'd rather be reading than in comfortable silence. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to like involve him. So this is what I did. This was my trick. If you don't want to put limits on your phone news, but you don't want to be rude on a date. I was like, oh my, I told him what I was reading. Cause it's rude to just be like on your phone. Yes. I was like, yes. oh my God, have you been following this? Like this, his name's like Carlos. Let me see. Um, Anyhow, this is, by the way, the story of my life. I go through this constantly. I'm and I'm the one on my phone, and Ian is standing there glaring at me. But yeah, subway. It makes the subway go by faster. It does. Car- Carlos Gosen. Carlos Gosen. So he fled Japan because he was about to undergo trial. I'm not going to go into the whole story because this is not the news <laughs> article that I'm reading. Just Google it and read it on a date. But I go. Nick, I'm reading this story about Carlos Gosen. Let me tell you about it. And I start reading him the article really, um, like as if I'm doing a, uh-huh. like an in- a dramatic reading. A dramatic reading, yeah. Did that work? Was, was he, he was like, I don't need you to read me the article. <laughs> so it didn't work. It, so needless to say, you might just want to put limits on your phone use. Right. It, it didn't work. And okay. like, make sure you're setting time aside for yourself where you can read those articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I still went back to reading it and I was like, okay, I'll just read it and then tell you what happens. Yeah. Number two, designate time each day to connect with your partner. So this is good. Like if they come home and, you know, you've got stuff to do, they've got stuff to do, just find time to really connect where you, where you're just focused on them and nothing else. Number three, commit to doing something spontaneous together once a month. So one person they interview said, my wife and I once jumped in a car at 10 p.m. and drove 90 minutes through the snow to Lake Tahoe. We sat in a diner for a couple hours and then drove back, got up the next day and went to work. Oh. This example is my worst nightmare because I hate, I don't want to be in a car for an hour and a half just to go to dinner. So I don't love this example, but I like the sentiment. I actually kind of, maybe because I don't drive, I love being the passenger in a car, like hate just DJing it. and looking really? out the window. Yeah. And then, you know, you talk, it's a good chance to talk. Yeah, it is. You're like, I, I read something that when you have, want to have a difficult conversation with somebody, instead of doing it face to face, it feels confrontational that way. You want to be side to side, shoulder to shoulder. That's why walk and talks are good too, I guess. Walk and talks are good. But I guess if you have to have a difficult conversation, I mean, being in a car, you technically are shoulder to shoulder, but then you're kind of fucked if the conversation goes awry. Yeah. Your life might be in danger. Yeah. Number four, make a weekly sex date with your partner. Angela and I have talked a lot on the podcast and we've interviewed enough relationship experts and sexologists who say it's totally normal and probably very beneficial to schedule sex and you can still do it in a fun way say hey tomorrow night like let's have some sexy time you don't need to like put it on your joint calendar per se although maybe that would be kind of fun if you give it like a sexy funny title like sexy time like with like six m's you know Mm -hmm. so yeah physical connection it just has a lot of benefits for intimacy in the relationships as well as reduced anxiety and perhaps a stronger immune system too. So there's lots of reasons to do it. Nice. Number five, they say schedule monthly money talks. A survey, a survey that they quote from 2014, so it's a little old. But regardless, it's said that 70% of married couples argue about money, making it more common source of conflict than other topics like household chores or sex. So I love this. You can do it in a non-confrontational way. Say, let's have like, um, you know, maybe a month is feels too much but yeah you could say like a quarterly talk just to you know say hey i really want to be like financially smart how about like every quarter we look at the finances so i think that's smart mm-hmm. to that way it's not just coming up when somebody's mad at somebody right it's coming it's it's planned it's happening it can have a more positive you know yeah and this energy stuff is never it. fun to talk about nobody's ever excited to have these conversations but then what happens is you don't have them and that creates fights so I've started working with like, um, like money manager investment people. And I have found that to be so beneficial and you can find these people anywhere at all different levels. And 
it's so beneficial because they ask questions that like I don't even know to ask or that I wouldn't want to ask. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not good at like recommending where to find those, but just like do a little Googling and... And there, there, there are apps too. There's apps, there's apps out there. Yeah, there, and there's articles that have like questions, and so you can find. It's almost like a you know find somebody that's like the third party that can have these conversations if if you're struggling. Yeah. And number six, practice gratitude daily. Gratitude is strongly and consistently linked to greater happiness. And I've been re- really working on this when I'm in like shavasana and yoga, or when I'm going to sleep, I just go through my list. I'm like. Thank you for help, my health. Thank you for my Rilo. Thank you for Nick. Thank you for this apartment. Thank you that I'm in New York. Thank you. And I just like go through a list of in my head of like everything that I'm grateful for. And it does. It makes me feel very calm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Those are those are the six things. I think those are good good things. Thanks, Angela. All right. It is time to jump into our mailbox, but first we're going to take another quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Beta Brand. Get ready for work and deciding if today's a stylish day or a comfortable day. Now it can be both. Thanks to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pant, you don't have to decide. These are basically dress pants that feel like yoga pants. It's like all of your dreams have come true. Yes, but they look like dress pants. So nobody's going to be like, why is she wearing basically pajamas at the office? Like nope. You're just going to be comfortable and fancy all at once. They're stylish, comfortable, professional attire. You shouldn't have to pick one. With Beta Brand, you never have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and they stay wrinkle-free, so you don't even have to iron them. It's great. Uh, they have all the style of dress pants with the stretch, fit, and feel of yoga pants. It's like the best. You could go to work and then go straight to yoga and never have to change. Or go straight to your couch. Either way. Um, <laughs> choose from dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles like boot cut, straight legs, skinny and cropped, and more. They even have a pair with eight, yes, eight pockets. Oh my God, my dream. You don't even need a purse. That's amazing. Right now, our listeners get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash single. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash single. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand.com slash single for 20% off. We would like to thank our sponsor, Talkspace. We talk a lot about going to therapy on the podcast and... You know what? It's it's really helpful. I know we're your like BFFs, big sister advice, but sometimes you need an expert. You know, and when you're busy, like we all we all are, the first thing that falls to the bottom of the list tends to be taking care of yourself. You might say, I don't have the time or the money for that, but like your brain, that's what you should be spending the most money on is yourself, making you feel good. It's true. Self-care is more than a face mask. It's also talking about your feelings. Um, And you'll feel a lot better when you do that. Many people think that therapy is just about analyzing dreams or digging into painful memories. And that can be powerful, but it's also a great tool for developing coping skills, dealing with stress, which you know we all have, and getting the accountability that you need to achieve your goals. The bottom line is life can be hard. And Talkspace wants more of us to get the support we need at a price we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month of Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code SINGLE to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's SINGLE and Talkspace.com. All right, Angela, it's time to jump into our mailbox. And I chose these questions from our listeners who submitted them to the email inbox. And I don't know if you've read them yet, Angela, if you're doing a cold reading, but I just want to warn you ahead of time that these are going to be some really good ones and just very different than ones we've had before. I actually, I do know which questions you picked. I looked in your inbox and I was like, oh yeah, these are good. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. And I guess I kind of teased them at the beginning of the podcast, but all right, let's get into it. All right, here we go. First question is from Bren. Bren says, hello, ladies. I am writing because I honestly don't know who to turn to regarding this predicament I am in. I have been with my significant other for almost two years, and we have been living together for about a year. When we started dating, she told me she was in the middle of a divorce with her ex-wife. After she separated from her ex-wife, she went through a rough patch because she was technically homeless, lost her job, and had to rely on her credit cards for almost a year. As you can imagine, that racked up a huge debt that she's been trying to pay off ever since she got a really good job. I also have some debt, but uh, 
but is a couple thousand dollars, nothing compared to hers. Just last weekend, she said she wanted to merge our finances together and that she would like it if I was the one managing our finances. When she said that she implied that I would be helping her pay off her debt and vice versa, I honestly don't know if that's fair for me since I wasn't with her at the time that she accumulated that debt. In the, on the other hand, I, really, I feel really guilty for feeling that way since she's making way more money than I am and is paying for more household expenses than I am. Thank you for your help. Sincerely, Bren. P.S. I love the show. This is a tough one because normally I have a very impulsive, instinctual feeling um, and answer for this email, but I'm not sure how to feel about it. I never considered merging finances with Nick until we really were engaged, I think. Um, Although, actually, I think we maybe we technically maybe merged them a little bit before we were engaged. Uh, No, no, no. It wasn't until we were like at least engaged. Now I'm like, I'm like remembering it because I like quit the magazine and was living with him and like and all that. Um, You guys aren't engaged. You're not married yet. Um, So it seems a little early for her to be talking about this and once you merge your finances untangling that is going to be pretty complicated like it's very complicated god forbid you like things don't work out i also just don't really understand like the benefit of why she wants to merge finances it's not completely clear to me i mean like if she wasn't making more money i would just very quickly say like fuck no don't do it because she just wants you to help her pay off her debt and I would right. be looking at it from kind of like a cynical point of view. And that would be the kind of thing that you should bring up, not her being like, hey, I have a good idea. You should pay off my debt for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that would be something that 100% the other person would have to offer on their own. Say right. like, you know what? I love you. We're in this relationship. I want to help you get out of debt. So I, I've thought about it and and I want to do it. Um, But the fact that she brought it up, it just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable and weird about it but the other on the other side she you're saying that like she makes more money and contributes to more household now i just want to tell you that is not abnormal that she pays for more household things um a lot of like financial articles we've read in the past have said that it's totally normal if one person in a relationship makes more money to split rent and utilities by percentage of how much they make. So if somebody makes a hundred grand and somebody else is making like 50 grand, the person making a hundred grand would, would be paying more of the rent. Um, and so that's normal. So you shouldn't feel guilty that she pays more rent and utilities. Um, We've just gotten that advice that that's a totally normal and honestly more fair situation to be having. So I don't know. My instinct is to tell is to say you don't want to merge finances. And maybe what I would say is, hey, I think that's really great that you, you know, I appreciate you that you bringing this up. You know, financial finance financial issues are complicated. It's like really hard to talk about. I, you know. I don't really see the benefit of us merging our finances, but I would, if you think I'm better, I'm better at dealing with finances, I would be really happy to help you come up with a plan to like get out of debt and whether it's like putting a certain percentage of your salary towards, towards the debt you have and helping you figure that out, I would be fine with, but I don't really want to merge our finances. Yeah. 100%. I think that's, Great advice. Like you can offer to help her with her finances, but but I don't think it's a good idea to get complicated and merge. And also you can have a conversation about maybe now splitting the household costs and like maybe that she would be more comfortable with that, like where you would feel like those costs are even. Yeah. Maybe she can't like do it though if she's making way less. Also, I, I think it's fair that the person that makes more money pays a little bit more. Like that's that's kind of like a, that's what we've like we've heard a lot on the podcast but you you disagree yeah. with that? Well, does she make a significant amount less? I'm assuming that now the Yeah, fiance- she says she makes way in capital letters W A Y way more money than I am. Oh, then and then, is yeah. paying for more household expenses. So she's making way more money and so I think she shouldn't feel bad that 
that her partner is is paying more when she makes more money. I mean, I guess the one guilt that she could have about her partner paying more is that instead of paying more for the household expenses, she should just be putting that money towards her debt. So actually, I'm like really thinking this as I'm talking it out with you, Angela. <laughs> so she, she makes a lot more money, but that's kind of negated by the fact that she has all this debt. So you know what? I'm going to take a step back here and say, maybe you're right. Maybe they should maybe even out the rent a little bit. And I don't think that, that Bren should have to take on this person's debt, but because her partner does have a lot of debt, maybe her partner shouldn't be paying way more of the household expenses. She should just be putting a lot more towards paying off this debt. So if she's paying like 2000 more towards the rent, you know, just be putting that every month towards your loans or or whatever wherever your debt comes from, right? And that's a way that credit you credit our credit cards because credit cards are just gonna like pot, you know, they, right. that per, the percentages on that just like snowballs. So that's a way you could help her work towards her goal without like complicating your own finances. Yeah, you don't want to fuck up your credit, and if this doesn't work, it's gonna be really hard to entangle your finances. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. You won't be entangled in her debt, and your name won't be on her debt. God forbid it doesn't work out, and you won't be like messing up your credit. And you could kind of say like, hey, you know, it's it's obvious, it's honestly like beneficial for both of us that one of us has like really strong credit. So I don't want to do our finances, but why don't we even out the households? Whole household splitting a bit so that you can just be pouring way more money and like get yourself out of debt quicker. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we talked that out because my feelings about <laughs> it changed as we went. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? Okay. This one is from an anonymous listener and they write, hey, hey, first of all, I try so hard to be open-minded and understanding about things I'm not used to. My fiance, who's in their late twenties and his older sister grew up very close. Whenever she comes to visit, he gets excited and they hug and kiss. But my issue here is they kiss on the lips. I do not understand, but I really want to. I have never seen siblings express their love for one another like that. I decided to confront him about it. Naturally, he got a little defensive and told me he kisses most of his female family members on the lips too. Is that supposed to make me feel better? (laughs) Am I overthinking? You girls have such a beautiful way of thinking, so I've decided to share my problem. Hope to hear from you soon. Um, Yeah. Uh. (laughs) I love this one because it's so funny. I'm assuming it's just a peck on the lips. Like if there is any, if it's any longer than a millisecond, like shit is weird. Yeah, there's tongue. And there's like, I mean, there's not tongue. There can't be. Like (laughs) there just can't be. But yeah, it's got to be like a peck. I wonder if he, I mean, he's probably not because I think she would have said this if he was, but I'm like, I wonder if he's from like France or like Italy or like, because they just like do shit differently. It's Um, true. Americans are a little bit like, like less affectionate than you know uh i've met a lot of new mom friends since since having my son and i've just found that i get along really really well with all my foreign moms like i love my aussie moms and i love my italian moms and my french moms i just i just love them i learn from them and i learn how you know cult, different cultural things and i don't know also that the language is just really fun i love their accents so i just love hearing them talk <laughs> i just love my foreign mom so much it makes it that much more charming when they make out with their siblings because yeah, of exactly. their accent but anyways whenever i like you know i uh we're all like hanging out with the husbands it's like kiss kiss i'm like is it two kisses and right. one like wow what do i do but i've just learned it's like a lot of more country a lot of countries not to generalize but i'm gonna generalize here are are more affectionate than than a lot of americans right that's it could be cultural my, it, culturally that's been my experience do you agree that was what i was thinking if it was a cultural thing but i've also seen i i have seen just like all types of families like i've seen people every that do this. family is different and like yeah i think it's weird not to judge but like i'm like oh that's a that's a choice that you're making i wouldn't do it if i had a sibling but like i wouldn't also i don't know if you feel like you, you use the word confront you said you confronted him which means that you i would assume maybe, maybe you came you, at it with like anger? and and, and if you maybe not anger but just you felt like it was a confrontation and regardless of how you did it like in your head you felt like i'm gonna confront him and so just using that word even in your letter to us makes it seem like it wasn't like a uh like a more open-minded discussion i think maybe what i would have said is i i would have 
maybe made more of an observation of it's so interesting. Like (laughs) you and your family are so much more affectionate than my family or like other families I grew up around. Like, you know, we, I would maybe hug some of my relatives or, but sometimes we even do handshakes. Um, but you like straight up kiss on the lips. That's just (laughs) not how I grew up. And then I would just kind of leave it like a, like an observation, observational statement. And I I would have tried to hear like, hear what he had to say and maybe he would say yeah I know it's weird other people have told me it's weird before too Uh, I don't think this is how he feels because he got weirded out by her even saying anything Mm -hmm. but but maybe people in the past just haven't had the guts to say something but I don't know he it's funny that he doesn't he's not even self-conscious about it like would he do this in front of his friends I want to know I um, guess so. Like, would he kiss his sister in front of his friends? I can just imagine dudes, though, kind of being like, bro, you kiss your sister on the lips. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm curious, you know, if he has ever felt self-conscious about this or, I don't know, maybe they're just an affectionate family. I think a kiss on the cheek is more appropriate, sure. probably, at least the way that I grew up. I, I'm i trying to think if I'm, like, hugging my brother if I kiss him on the cheek. I probably, like, hug him really tight. I don't think yeah, I, don't, I kiss him on the cheek, but like I kiss other men on the cheek. Like if I can tell that's what they're going to do because they're French or whatever, you right, know? Right. Um, but yeah, I think totally, I would like probably have made like a little joke about it. Like what's yeah. the story there? But which is maybe more of a passive aggressive way to go about it. Maybe you were more like, I'm uncomfortable about this. But tell I me also, story. I wouldn't have, um, I definitely would have kept it light because the, there's no reason for you to feel threatened. Yeah, you know, for sure it's not, not like she's like even if it was like a, a well, if it was I a guess, cousin, maybe yeah. I would feel a little more like, do you like your cousin? But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little more removed. But it's his sister. Like, there's no reason to. I know, but she probably feels like um, how Charlotte felt on Sex in the City. Was there an episode when about this? Her fiance, she came in and. Bunny, his mother Bunny, oh was giving her like it was either her fiance or boyfriend or husband. I forget where they were in the season arc, mm-hmm. uh, giving him a bath, and he was like in his forties, <laughs> right, right. and she was, and there was like Bunny was giving her son a bath, and like Charlotte was just like, "What the fuck? This is way too close for yeah. comfort for me." Do you remember that episode? I, I, I mean, I remember Vaguely. Bunny and Trey. <laughs> I don't remember the bath. I'm gonna but sh- yeah, I'm gonna Google a picture while you talk. That would like definitely imply some larger issues, <laughs> would therefore um, require a confrontation. I think, but this, I, yeah, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I would drop it. I don't know if I would bring it up again. It's not a big deal. It's not gonna like affect your relationship if he keeps smooching his sister on the mouth. <laughs> yeah, but if you're uncomfortable with it. You know, well, you said and, something and it's been expressed. Okay, this is not, you can't see Bunny, but like here's Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin in the bath. Smiling. And like Bunny is right next to him, like washing her son. Great. Which it's funny because, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, every family is just so different. Every family is so different. I don't think it's that crazy to peck his sister in the mouth. It's definitely. I understand why you're uncomfortable with it's it. It's just like though. funny. But yeah, it's not going to have any effect on your relationship. So you're fine. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, we hope that helps. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less if you want it on the show. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is when people you love do weird shit, like make out with their sisters. Truly. Everyone does weird shit, sometimes secretly, sometimes openly, and you have to decide whether you can handle it. Also, let's keep in mind, weird is subjective to everyone, right, Angela? Totally. Um, Especially behind closed doors. I'm sure, like, every relationship you have your own little language, your own little weird tradition sort of that you have that if an outsider saw would be like that's weird also if you dated 10 people they might each think something different you do is weird right yeah uh, if you got to find the person that doesn't care and that thinks your quirks and weirdness are cute exactly angela is there something weird that ian does or something that he's told you that that's weird that you do so many things so many things ian uh the, the weirdest, grossest thing that Ian does is he smells his earwax. <laughs> I do that too because I feel Do you like, really? Well, I smell like all my bodily fluids because I 
feel like it's a way for me to check on my body's health. Right. Like <laughs> it's if, like an oil check. Yeah. Like if my ears wax smells like really nasty, then I'm like, oh, do I have an ear infection? Like what is going on? Like I don't have a lot of earwax. So like if all of a sudden there's like a lot of ear, I'm like, oh, it's like something weird. Like I, I kind of smell all my bodily fluids. Wow. You and Ian are the same person <laughs> in very different packaging. Um, but he he smells everything. Like he'll like I'll see him and he tries to do it on the down low, but I'll be like, did you just do you just smell that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like if he finds like a I dust bunny I on the couch, he'll pick it up and he'll smell it. I would never do, I would never do this in front of anybody also. Right. But that's the thing is when you're in a relationship with someone, they see your most intimate moments. And luckily, uh, I wouldn't say I find it endearing, but I don't find it to be a deal breaker. So. Thank God, because you're, other you're getting might. married. Other people might. So yeah, you got to find somebody that embraces your weird. But I wouldn't smell your earwax in front of somebody on the third date. Right. Like yeah. this took probably a, over a year and a half into your relationship before you caught Ian smear, smelling his earwax. Exactly. And I think that that is an important thing to point out is like, it's a... Uh, it's a red flag if they don't know to wait with the weird shit, you know? Like, yeah, because that's, that's, that's not hiding stuff about you. That's just being cognizant of the fact that... Of social norms. Social norms, yeah. yeah. And that once somebody is so locked in and in love with you, any weird stuff you do, it's, it, it's not going to bother them. Right. It's the difference between knowing how to behave in public versus how to behave in private, really. Yeah, if I saw somebody, like, smell their earwax <laughs> in like, and I just met them. I'd be like, this person is just weird. Like, I can't deal, even if it's something I do. Yeah. Um, Nick is really good at keeping his weirdness secret, Angela. Is he? He has no weird quirks? I cannot think of one. I was writing this article and I was like, I truly can't think of one. You know, so he doesn't have like a unibrow or anything, but like, I think, you know, <laughs> everyone gets like little hairs in between. Yeah. And one time I caught him in the mirror kind of looking and I think I caught him like plucking one but as soon as I walked in he like put the tweezer down and like left the bathroom he won't do anything remotely he won't groom in front of you won't even groom <laughs> won't even pluck like an eyebrow hair in front of me he's so maybe that private. is his weird thing his is weird how thing private is, he is he's so private he's so private I made a joke I've been with I've known him now 10 years I made a joke last night we were on a double date and uh and they were talking about, I don't know, somehow like, we're, oh, because we were doing escape the rooms. So we we're talking about like being a good spy and <laughs> who would make a good spy here at the table. And I said, Nick would make an amazing spy because I've been with him 10 years and I still know nothing about him. <laughs> He's so good at keeping his weirdness secret. He's a mystery to me. I stand by that. That is his weirdness. I love that. And on that note, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. People, people you love do weird shit sometimes. It sucks dealing with it, but we are going to test what we can handle in a classic game of would you rather. All right, Angela, would you rather date a guy who kisses his sister on the mouth or licks his dog's head? Uh, licks his dog's head. You know, I tried to lick my dog's head one time. She was just going a little too crazy with like licking my feet. And I was like, oh my God, enough. But she like wouldn't stop because I've read that when dogs lick you, it's calming to them like it's, it's like it's like how how it is to like pet you you know sure. but i was like she was just licking me like crazy and i was like i was just not in the mood and so i was like i was like sammy i was like come here let me lick you and i started <laughs> to like lick her head like a dog and she looked at me horrified like as if i was the weirdest person so i'm like you're allowed to lick my whole face, but I lick your head twice and you think I'm disgusting. Wow. Double standard. <laughs> double standard. Sam. You know, they sell those things that you can put in your mouth. They're like, they're for cats, but I'm sure you could use it on dogs and it looks like a tongue and you put it in your mouth and then you can like groom your cat. That's disgusting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's more disgusting than licking my own dog's head. All right. Would you rather date someone who shaves all of their balls or has a goatee? Uh, the balls shaves all their balls goatee is sort of unforgivable for me truly would you rather date someone who eats all food with a fork and a knife no matter what it is even a donut candy bar <laughs> you name it like that Seinfeld episode uh -huh. or eats pasta <gasps> with their hands ooh 
Uh, I'm going to go with eats all their food with a fork, but I would probably mock them relentlessly. Yeah. Would you rather date someone who sleeps in a sleeping bag in their bed or doesn't use pillows? Who doesn't use pillows? Sometimes I don't use pillows. Oh, okay. Sometimes it feels kind of good to just be flat. Okay. Well, so that's pillows. your answer. Would you rather date someone who collects seashells or is one of those people who collects pennies? Hmm. Both are kind of suspect. I know. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to go with pennies because maybe it means they're good with money oh (laughs) because they're interested in money that's a stretch but sure (laughs) would you rather date someone who has wallpaper on every single wall of their house or has a lot of framed movie posters oh well it would maybe depend on the frames that they use and the movie posters they have chosen because, you know, you could do that in a classy way, not a college think, dorm way. I don't think there's a good way to do it. Like, unless you Like made, a 1920s movie? No, nope. <laughs> unless you have a connection to the movie and you were in the movie or you produced the movie or you directed the movie, there is no excuse for putting movie posters on the walls of your house or apartment if you are out of college. But there In my f- personal opinion. I'm going to go with framed movie posters, but asterisk next to it. I have to approve both the frame and the poster and the room that they go in. I mean, wallpaper on every wall would kind of feel like it would either feel like not an insane asylum because those are like white walls. I guess it would feel like I'm living inside of one of those like Instagram pop ups where yeah. like it would, what are they called? Like 16 rooms. It would actually probably be very grammable. It would be very grammable. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would become, you would have so many friends because they would all be coming over to your house. Yeah. I guess I would go with that because friends would always want to come over to my right. house for photo shoots. They'd be taking selfies in your bathroom all the time. Well, on that note, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble. We also have our audiobook on Audible and our book still holds up. It's still rolling out in countries around the world. It's been in, in uh, yeah, it came out in what? Romania. Romania, Romania and Taiwan this year. So, yeah. don't, so don't just take it from us. Take it from Romania. Yeah, even, even though it came out in America in 2015 really the end of 2015 it's truly 2016 yes written for a 2016 world (laughs) uh it still holds up in 2020 because it's still rolling now everywhere yeah um if you would like to get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for uh you can go for full list of sponsors in the code check out our podcast page and this is why your single show.com we are also on social so you can follow us on instagram and twitter at your single show please like and subscribe on itunes thank you for listening tune in next week for a whole new show Bye. bye This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.